0: A tragic classroom incident. When I was young and starting a family, my source of guidance on how to raise children was what my parents did and what Dr. Benjamin Spock wrote. The best-selling American pediatrician said that positive parenting involves a process of identifying a strength within our child, naming it, and then praising that strength. Dr. Spock also told us that children needed to be hugged. Parents should let their children know they are loved and special. The core of good parenting is attending carefully to what each child requires at each stage of development. His detractors criticized him for permissiveness. I make no excuses for what I did not do right, but I will be haunted by what a Mormon leader said, no success outside can make up for failure at home. Parents are responsible for their children's health and well-being. This is while the kids are at home. Once children go to school, the task is shared with the teachers, their second parents. Classroom management is one of the most crucial skills a teacher should have, regardless of class size. Teachers should ensure that students remain focused, organized, and well behaved. As the only adult in the room, teachers in elementary and secondary levels are expected to be in control of the behavior of the students as well as theirs. We all know this is not an easy task. Misbehavior in class usually manifests through talking out of turn, loitering in the room, pulling pranks on classmates, or worse, being intentionally disruptive, which may influence others to become noisy, too. In the past, our understanding of child psychology was not yet mature, and corporal punishment was still acceptable. As the saying goes, spare the rod and spoil the child. Hitting children to punish them for their misdeeds was tolerated. The World Health Organization says that corporal punishment has no positive outcomes on the child and may even serve to increase their behavioral problems over time. Such problems include mental ill health, impaired cognitive and socio-emotional development, damage to education, including school dropout, and lower academic and occupational success, among others. Several laws prohibiting the use of corporal punishments in schools have been enacted. The Family Code of 1987, the Special Protection of Children Against Abuse, Exploitation, and Discrimination Act, and the Juvenile Justice and Welfare Act of 2006. Despite these laws, there are still instances of teachers harming their students. Students have been punished for varying degrees of misdemeanors. Several cases of teachers hitting their students for issues like failing to solve math problems and asking permission to leave the classroom have been reported. The most recent and alarming case was that of a grade 5 student named Francis J. Gumakib in Antipolo. The boy died of global brain edema, brain hemorrhage, days after being allegedly slapped by his teacher for being noisy during a test. This case shows the glaring abuse of authority some teachers impose over their students in the name of discipline. It is also a clear violation of the profession's code of ethics which says, a teacher shall not inflict corporal punishment on offending learners nor make deductions from their scholastic ratings as a punishment for acts which are clearly not manifestation of poor scholarship. Article 8, Section 8. Is the case of Francis J. Gumakib an outlier or a common occurrence? How many issues like this have gone unreported? The government should see the case of Francis as a symptom of a larger concern. It is both a mental health and public health issue. Teaching is a noble profession, but the excessive workload has long been a concern. Groups have called for a review of teaching and non teaching duties that often exceed the prescribed maximum of six hours. We know how this could lead to stress. Medical experts say chronic stress could lead to physical health issues as well as mental health problems such as depression, anxiety, and anger issues. There is a national mental health policy. How much of it is being implemented? The Department of Health is mandated to ensure that responsive primary mental health services shall be developed and integrated as part of the basic health services at the appropriate level of care particularly at the city, municipal and barangay level. Today, putting policy to work is yet to be seen. Senator Mark Villar's proposed bill, the Teacher Mental Health and Wellness Act of 2023, should be supported. It addresses the concern about physical and emotional well-being. Various programs and services, such as regular mental health assessments by psychologists, counseling, and stress reduction programs, are among the tasks considered. October 10 is World Mental Health Day with the theme, Mental health is a universal human right. It is also a public health issue that needs to be addressed with urgent care, especially in education. The fate of the nation's youth is at stake here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.